In this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. There, there are rockfish, same species, same DNA, that live in, under the, the way down in the Pacific. They have infinite amounts of shrimp or whatever the hell they eat. And there's no predation. They live 200 years. The ones that live off the coast of L.A., <laughs> where they got where they got to deal with mankind and pollutants and uh, God knows what else. They live about three years. Yeah, you run out of naive T cells. New pathogen comes along. Well, that's uh, it's too bad for you. Uh, this is the CIMT test, which is uh, done, done on your carotid arteries. It highly correlates with your uh, coronary arteries. It's a lot easier to measure. Great test. You guys, everybody did this and the spinal cord, you, you, you pretty much uh, predict uh, heart disease. Hey everyone, I know you'll enjoy the interview. If you'd like to learn more of my top biohacking secrets, get a free copy of my best-selling book called The Biohacker's Guide to Upgraded Energy and Focus for free at biohackersguide.com. It's over 500 pages of my top biohacks and I'll send it to you for free if you cover a small shipping cost. Get your free copy at biohackersguide.com. All right, Steve Perry, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks. I'm uh, sitting here in my apartment uh, at 11th and Broadway in New York with my uh, two cats and uh, ready to show you some good stuff. Very nice. They they're, they're, they seem well behaved. Well, yeah, well, you know, they're on GF11, so they're, they're healthy cats. <laughs> are they, they're not really, are they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Cat GF11 and human GF11 are identical. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. They take 200 micrograms of water and they're, they're great. I mean, I like to tell you how energetic they are, but uh, obviously that's not happening right now. But <laughs> the cats, they sleep 20 hours a day. What do you, what do you want from them? It, it appears GDF 11 also has anxiolytic benefits. <laughs> uh, Two cats. Steve, to, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna have to define a few things for people, but let's start with um, to understand GDF eleven. It probably helps for us to understand parabiosis, um, and that's something you said it goes back about fifty years. Maybe you could start by explaining what that is and uh, what we know about how how that impacts living organisms. Yeah, this is a, uh, a screenshot from my uh, Radfest presentation. One of my favorite. Uh, uh, screenshots and uh, yeah, basically, uh, as you said, parabolic has been around a long time. We know that young blood deages. You take an old mouse, and a young mouse, and you tie them together. Uh, the old mouse becomes young. The old mouse sees greater blood flow, vascularization, increased neurogenesis, improved sense of smell, uh, muscle rejuvenation. Great, great deal for the uh, uh, old mouse. <laughs> By the way, it's a pretty cruel experiment. About half the time, the young mouse bites the head off of the old mouse. Whoa! Can't blame him for that, right? Take <laughs> <laughs> all my blood. <laughs> You're out of here. So anyway, uh, let's see. I think the uh, but the uh, so we know we know it works. I mean, if you got to if you if you got to bet on any anti aging horse, this is the one to bet on. This is the only thing we know that works. Okay, so we know it works. That's great, but. Uh, you know, there's a hundred thousand substances in the blood, so it, it's really uh, the ultimate needle in a haystack uh, exercise. I mean, it, it's this is an incredible feat with the Harvard Stem Cell Institute and Amy Wagers did. Uh, you know, they have rapid screening technology, supercomputers, 
and, uh, and I'm sure they'll win a Nobel Prize for this. I mean, it, it is an incredible feat, and especially with GF11, which is present in tiny, tiny quantities. And by the way, I, I do think GF11 is probably about half the aging, aging equation, but there's other, um, I think it's in the blood, probably growth hormone, probably a tattoo, probably something in the FGF21 family. There's probably a bunch of other things we just don't know about yet. But this is a hell of a start. It's a hell of a start. You're going to see uh, uh, some great uh, biomarkers from it. So, so, so they they took two rats, a young a young rat and an old rat, and they mice, 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 They've taken they've taken mice. You any rat? They've taken these mice. They've sewed them together, and the old mouse becomes young. Right. The, and, and then with a hundred thousand plus substances in the blood. What was the, the epiphany moment where we were able to attribute a lot of these anti-aging benefits to GDF-11? Well, I think what they did, I think they, they actually narrowed it down to about 30 compounds. Let's get to this for a second. And uh, then they started uh, testing them out. And, and uh, uh, I'm sure this cost hundreds of millions of dollars to figure out. I mean, it is very complex stuff, but the, the graph on the right shows uh, the stem cell DNA damage in a young mouse and an old mouse, uh, adding the GDF-11, and the vehicle is doing nothing, and the, uh, our GDF-11 is adding the GDF-11. So, so they basically had to um, look at uh, the damage in stem cell DNA. They, they, they did think it, it worked on the stem cells. And they, they tried, I think, you know, with 30 compounds, and uh, they actually got some pretty incredible results with uh, uh, GF11, as you can see. Uh, this this is uh, this is quite interesting. Uh, on the far left, you see the uh, young mouse throws some GF11. Uh, uh, his D D DNA damage profile does not improve that much. The green is what you want. You don't want the red, obviously. Orange is okay. And you take an old guy, old mouse. And you can see he's he's not looking he's not looking too good at all. He's all red, uh, lots of DNA damage, which means his stem cells have senesced or died off. And uh, yeah, AI the GDF eleven and whoa, you know, look look at that. He's uh, he's almost as good as the uh, as the young mouse. And uh, where I, I you know I have over a hundred people who have taken GDF eleven, and I have, uh, you know terabytes of data now. And I'll tell you, this graph sort of reflects what happens with the uh, cohort. Uh, Take a young guy like yourself, you're going to go, yeah, yeah, I feel a little better, I feel a little stronger. And, you know, we're going to really need the biomarkers like the cardiac and the skin and the immune to really prove it's working on you. Take an old guy like me, uh, they're, they're walking out in a month thinking they're a uh, Superman. <laughs> bike trips and running the marathon, is it's, it's really much more pronounced, uh, the effects uh, as you get older, to a point. And then there's a, there's a drop off there because the stem cell populations, I believe, are almost non-existent but anyway 50s 60s are, are a real good sweet spot for uh eat it 11 okay let's see if i can so for for listeners who can't see this this table and um and for anyone that's like this listening to this on on itunes or the audio version we've got um we've got a version that Steve and I recorded that's on YouTube and that's going to have like a lot of the screen sharing that steve's doing but he was showing the comparison between um younger mice before and after GDF-11, and there was a little bit of an increase in, or, or 
the quality of stem cells, stem cell DNA. Yes. Is that the, the correct um, yeah. phrasing? And then in the in the old um, in the old mouse, there was tremendous there was there was tremendous DNA damage. And then with GDF eleven, it returned almost to youthful levels. Um, and and this is important, Steve, because stem cell DNA is what's responsible for all growth and replication, basically replacing old senescent cells with new young youthful cells that are making energy and have working mitochondria and all that fun stuff. Exactly. Exactly. I, I believe that aging is mainly caused by the atrophy of your stem cell populations. And I believe it's programmed. And, and there's a paper on my site that basically says that death is good for the species, it's good for generation to get out of the way for the next generation. Actually, all the arguments that people make against uh, age reversal are in this evolution paper. And I believe this is the, the natural selection's way of uh, putting scientifically uh, offing you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's very scientific. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, Josh. Josh Middledorf does a pretty good job explaining that in, in his book. I think it's like the Aging Code. Um, I may have I may have butchered the title, but um, Josh Middledorf is is the author's name, and it talks about how. Um, <laughs> yeah, it got a little foggy there. <laughs> One of the cats walked up to the camera and went. <sighs> um, but yeah, he talks about how a, a lot of. Um, aging has to do with in, in programmed death for the good of the species rather than the individual and making sure that there's, you know, there's not too much competition between old individuals and young individuals for resources and replication and all of that fun stuff. Yeah. Um, if, you look, if you look at the long lived species, you should check out this paper. I call it the rockfish paper. There, there are rockfish, same species, same DNA, that live in, under the, the way down in the Pacific, they have infinite amounts of shrimp or whatever the hell they eat, and there's no predation. They live 200 years. The ones that live off the coast of LA, <laughs> where they gotta where they gotta deal with mankind and pollutants and uh, God knows what else, they live about three years. So uh, yeah, the turnover does help them evolve. And uh, another fascinating fact: yeah, you, know, you get you get bowhead whales humans and cats, almost exactly the same DNA. In fact, a liver expert could not tell the difference under a, a powerful microscope between a, a cat liver, a human liver, and a, a bowhead whale liver. So, the, you know, bowhead whales are not built any better than we are. They're just programmed better. They, you know, they're, they're uh, GF11 uh, growth factors uh, take a long time to drop, if they ever drop. I mean, you think some bowheads may be uh, over 300 years old, and then there's those Greenland sharks that are 550 years old. It don't tell me uh, Greenland sharks built better than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's so many examples of this. I've even I've even heard of like eagles. Right? They lay uh, many many different types of eagles lay one egg at a time, and if something happens to that egg where it's you know it's eaten by a predator or they lose it. Eagle egg omelet. That's what I'll yeah, yeah. There's, if, if, it's, if it's turned into an eagle egg omelet, then they'll lay another one. So it's like the ability, the capacity for them to lay multiple eggs is there. But it, it, when you look at it at a species level, there's like very tightly controlled genetic mechanisms for maintaining the maintaining like homeostasis in within the species, and especially in like that geographic area. It's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, I think uh, the uh, area of natural selection called group selection is, is one of the most fascinating new areas. And uh, 
it's still not very well understood. But uh, I mean, I, you see it all around us. And uh, as I said, these cats, they'll be lucky to make it to 15 years. These cats are going to live 30 years, I, I guarantee you. But uh, yeah, I mean, they're the same exact DNA as us. Yeah, we're lucky to make it to 15. And we, on average, make it to 77.6. <laughs> So for like to, to kind of make the connection between parabiosis and GDF 11, and it's, it's funny because parabiosis was how I came across your work and GDF 11 in the first place. Um, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of studies being done with the young blood Institute, um, out of, out of the West coast. And then there's a, a number going on in Boynton beach by me where they're exchanging plasma, um, in older individuals with, plasma from younger individuals. Now what's, and, and it's assumed that a lot of those benefits are because of GDF 11. Um, have you done parabiosis yourself? Is it something you're considering or do you feel like you're going straight to the source of a lot of those benefits with GDF 11? Well, I, I personally have an aversion to, uh, putting someone else's blood in me. Uh, yeah, if I got into a bad car accident or something. Well, you gotta do what you gotta do, but I, I just feel that uh, I, I know they screen it, but uh, you know they get, someone can make a mistake, uh, or they, they might not screen for something like Zika, and all of a sudden you have got something in you that you don't want. So that's just my personal pinhead. I mean, uh, I, I I can't warm up to it. Uh, <laughs> it seems it seems valid, <laughs> <laughs> and also. Are you screening for Zika? <laughs> nah, I don't need that. <laughs> so, uh, we're in New York. Nobody should have Zika. But anyway, uh, uh, so I, I also, uh, I have looked at some of the young blood studies. I think I have seen some things that people see with GF11. They don't have the biomarkers that we're doing, but uh, people have reported sharper vision and what I call the red, the red light effect. And uh, so they are getting some GDF11, but I think it would take uh, a lot of uh, young blood to equal what I'm doing. The other thing, of course, GDF11 is, you know, it's made in a lab, it's sterile. You mix it up. It hasn't been in anyone's body, and uh, it just, just feels a lot safer. That's just my, my opinion, and uh, take that for what it's worth. Yeah, and, and with a lot of the you know, the, the plasma exchange or parabiosis studies, it's, it's, it can be quite expensive. I think the one that, um, that, that they were, that the life extension foundation was doing with the young blood Institute was like 50,000 bucks to get in. And then, and then that doesn't, I mean, that's not, that's not a life thing that's for the study. And then, and then there's ongoing expenses. Um, whereas GDF 11 for, for the amount of, uh, time you can reap the benefits is much more affordable not cheap but much more affordable <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah and, and the good news is once you're down regulated you uh, after which only takes about a month you hardly need any so uh yeah, i've just got the same bottle from two years ago it still works great and the, at, the rate, at the rate i take it 15 micrograms per day i got about 200 years worth in my uh, freezer sitting next to the uh, hagen does <laughs> I haven't fixed them up yet, but <laughs> great for reversing the damage done by Hagen Das. <laughs> oh, nice! So you got you got started with GDF eleven. 
can, can you share with us a little bit of your story? Like how did you come across the, the research and, um, and what kind of piqued your interest and got you to dive in and become patient zero with, with this? Um, well, uh, yeah, I read Amy Wager's paper, uh, almost four years ago, came out in April, 2014. And, uh, I actually, I actually thought it was a joke because, you know, uh, I belong to the gerontology research group, but I thought somebody just made it up for a joke. It said it improved neural, cardiac, uh, muscle. Uh, and I thought, well, and then I looked at the calendar and it was like May 1st or something. I said, well, it's probably not April Fool's joke. Who's going who's gonna to go to this and make, make a joke like this? I mean, the paper's like 20 pages long. And I was just like, wow, this is, this is true. Uh, How scientists punk each other. I've never seen anything like this. I mean, I've been on, uh, yeah, exactly. I, I, you know, I've been on growth hormone uh, 25 years, been on testosterone 15 years. I've gotten uh, some uh, nice little biomarker improvement from that. But uh, I was just like, well, let's just assume this is true. It is endogenous. I had some uh, experts in chemistry uh, help me out that, that said, uh, so in fact, it still fascinates me to this very day that the human GDF11 and mouse GDF11 and cat GDF11 are exactly the same. So I uh, had a lab make some. And uh, fortunately, uh, the, uh, the dose that, that, that they were taking, the mice, 0.1 milligrams per kilogram, would uh, be prohibitively expensive. It would be about 40000 a day. Turns out they're grossly, grossly overdosing those mice. I don't know how they survive, but uh, uh, yeah, I started out at fifty thousand uh, uh, micrograms, and uh, I take about one one million of that now. Uh, it appears that uh, you can tolerate overdose of GDF eleven. It's not uh, pleasant. Uh, if you take too much, it'll first of all, the first sign is insomnia. Keep you up all night. Uh, I don't care what you got for for uh, wine or sleeping pill. You're not going to sleep. It's like I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> yeah, that's no, that that's no fun. That alone. And then uh, another side effect is GERD, uh, gas gastrointestinal reflux, you know, bad stomach acid. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, those are, those are the, uh, the two two main side effects. But uh, now, I mean, this is four years later. You know. Find that those we have trending biomarkers. Decided, oh, dyspnea is another side effect. We get like shortness of breath. That's, that's no uh, that's no fun either. But the uh, now uh, it's extremely rare. Uh, most people don't listen to uh, my advice. They don't do the trending biomarkers or whatever. Then 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 there's uh, 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 issues. So. So you got to, you had the benefit of experiencing all of those things. Yeah. <laughs> With your starting dosage. That's my job. Patient, patient zero. Uh, yeah, that's, that's my job. And of course, you know, a decent number of self-experimenters have died. But uh, there's a decent number that have won Nobel Prizes too. Not that, that's what I'm looking for, but, but I, I look, I read about Barry Marshall. I mean, this guy. Yes. I was just thinking of him. <laughs> I, I think he's got, he, he's got a, a definitely brass ones, that guy. He, he, he's way beyond me. I mean, uh, yeah, at least I was putting some of them in his endogenous. I mean, he, he swallowed a, a pathogen, a known pathogen. And uh, you know, made himself pretty sick. Yeah, this is this is H. H. Pylori with stomach ulcers, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that guy, he he, uh, 
He gets a total kudos for me. That's a it's that that's that's pretty wild. And like the the nuts and the bolts for anyone that's not familiar with uh with with, with Barry Marshall and that story is he was um he had presented the theory um that stomach ulcers were caused by bacteria called H. pylori, and he was met with you know, as is typically the case, pretty extreme resistance by the scientific community. And they told him he was full of it. So he did a, uh, a little analysis of himself, showed, okay, I don't have stomach ulcers, drank vials of uh, the H. pylori bacteria, and then got stomach ulcers. And, and please correct me if I'm butchering the story. Um, and, uh, and, and he did it as, as kind of like an end of one experiment to show that there was validity to the, to the hypothesis that he was, that he was making. Yeah, yeah, incredible guy, and he's, he saved thousands of lives by taking taking a risk. I mean, I'm, I'm a big believer that uh, uh, nothing great in life comes without risk, preferably intelligent risk. But yeah, what I did was uh, was was pretty risky stuff, and uh, you know, if it was thyroid hormone, I guess I wouldn't be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, but uh, we would have. Yeah, it would have advanced medical science, and uh, the fact of the matter is, you know, you could say I'm, I'm crazy, but uh, on my site I have the Social Security mortality table, and I look at that every morning. You know, I mean, basically, uh, they, they have more data than anybody on Earth about aging, and uh, yeah, it says to me, I think, what was it uh, today? I got 23 years left statistically, so. Uh, why want? Why not take a couple of risks and see if we can we can make that fifty or sixty or a hundred years? Of course, the other thing with me is I, I'm an active guy. I like to bike. I like to backpack. I like to ski. I can't imagine my life. I'm going to Aspen for my uh, birthday next week. Nice. I can't imagine life without uh, uh, without my uh, outdoor activities. So uh, to me, it, it was a it was a it was an intelligent, worthwhile risk and it. It, it completely changed my life. I mean, it could, I have no health issues. and uh, feel like a million bucks. And uh, it's like to watch out anybody going to uh, Ajax Mountain next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's, that, that's really cool. The, what, what is this table that you're looking at that says you have 23 years left? Oh, here, I'll show it to you. Uh, share screen. Let's see if we get, if we get any better at this. Uh, this, is, this is my website, gf11rejuvenation.com. Yeah. And if you go into the uh, FAQs, you, you can note, I'm pretty honest with people, so it's uh, not FDA approved. It also said no one has, has died doesn't mean you won't be the first. <laughs> anybody wants to charge you to have to read my say but anyway this, this this is for the the hardcore anti-aging folks yes, so, these, are, these are the hardcore but on the other hand this is this is the wake-up call that everyone should look at yeah this is the the, the social security actuarial table and uh let's see we'll just say i'm i'm 60 uh this is depressing. Fourteen uh, percent uh, of sixty-year-olds have already checked out. That's pretty sad. And, and where? So I'm looking at I'm looking at this table. So we see sixty. Yeah. yeah see, uh, there I am. So this this is the many as many uh, that are still left. 
So it's uh, 14,000 or so are, are gone already. Oh, okay. Okay. And this column here um, uh, is how many years I got left. So it's 22 or 21 and a half. So yeah, 81 and a half. It's and my, what's uh, that based on? It's, it's, it's uh, all the, the data that the uh, Social Security uh, Administration, I mean, you know, when they die, they stop paying you. So they, they know when you're born. So uh, <laughs> they got, this is better than you can get from any insurance company. This is, this is the gold standard of uh, mortality. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's, it's very sobering. I mean, you know, okay. Yeah. Okay. What I do is risky, but sitting, sitting on your butt and doing nothing uh, is also extremely risky. You see, yeah. Uh, right. Riding out the last two plus decades, it, you know, immobile and uh, <laughs> yeah. No skiing. Yeah. That. So anyway, the, also this is women over here. Okay. All right. That, that makes they, more sense. They do a lot better. <laughs> they're, now they're really, uh, now, you know, that, uh, that, uh, Y chromosome or whatever. Uh, yeah. 50, 50 yeah. years of donating blood and keeping their iron in check. Whatever. I mean, they got uh, a woman my age is 24 years and all I got is 21 and a half. So, and, and so that's that's based on people that that's based on data from people that have already passed um and 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 life expectancy yeah right yeah so so it doesn't it doesn't take into account individuals that are on gdf 11 or growth hormone or optimizing that's one of my one of my goals is hopefully uh, 20 years from now yeah if uh, gdf 11 becomes ubiquitous yeah maybe this number will be 50. Yeah. I mean, these tables do have to be adjusted constantly. And, uh, yeah, it certainly looks a lot better than it did in 1900. And, and, and we do know the reason that uh, life expectancy has improved. That the main reason, the number one reason is sanitation. Yeah. Way beyond anything we've done uh, in medicine. <laughs> way, way beyond the, the surgeries and the uh, prescription. Oh, and and then sewage treatment and, and all that. that that's, that's what's really helped our uh, – life expectancy. I think number two is a, you know, clean water, a reliable food supply. And, uh, so, but now I think we've probably squeezed as much as we can out of it. And, and uh, now, now we need to look to parabiosis GDF 11 to, uh, to, uh, make some uh, more serious gains. So any, anyone that's, that's interested in checking out, this is the actuarial life table from the Social Security Administration at uh, ssa.gov, if you're interested. And we'll, we'll, we'll link to that in the, in yeah. the show notes. And then, um, okay, awesome. So I, th I think that's pretty good, pretty good background. And then how did you, um, what did you start seeing happen in yourself like once you got past all of the side effects from figuring out the dosage what 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 changes did you start seeing in in your biomarkers well i uh i think the first thing i, I noticed was uh stamina uh i could do uh i, I try to work out a couple times a week probably probably i don't have your work, workout schedule but i try to get to the gym which is across the street a couple times a week and i noticed uh, my treadmill workouts were a lot easier um, I noticed my skin uh, looked a lot better. Uh, gray hair. See, I don't see any. Yeah, well, good thing I don't have an 8K camera or 16K <laughs> camera. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
<laughs> I think I'm covered. So uh, you you had you had grays that started going away. Yeah, a lot of people have reported a gray hair reversal. I'd say about half the cohort uh, sees that. So you know, then I took a, a ton. I have Raphael for years, and uh, you know, I have a ton of biomarkers. Um, and I, I saw my biomarkers improve dramatically: skin elasticity, cardiac biomarkers uh, such as you know augmentation pressure. Uh, so uh, uh, neural. Uh, I feel uh, my reaction time has improved uh, quite a bit. My processing speed, those are two things that are totally correlated with aging. Uh, I've improved uh, dramatically. Uh, I can write and type much faster. I think I'm much more eloquent, though. After you listen to this, you might disagree, but hey, <laughs> just see the way I was before, okay? <laughs> I, I listened back to... I listen back to some of my podcasts and I'm appalled at how I sound. And the, the, you notice the use of words to like buy yourself time to think of things like <laughs> dropping the ums and the ahs and the like, like I just used. And oh, yeah. I think we all, I think we all have that where we listen to ourselves and we're not crazy about it, but, uh, okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, I love this stuff and, uh, you know, it took me a long time to get the dose right. It's just amazing how tiny a dose you need. And I uh, thank the cohort for helping me with that. And you know, we just we uh, gathered every biomarker you could think of, including ones that, that you probably haven't heard about. And I have a big database and I crunch the numbers and uh, I do the trending. I can, I'm going to show you some stuff in a minute. And uh, I think we've got a pretty pretty good uh, dosing regimen now. So uh, if you want me to take you into that or. Uh, yeah, I, I'd love to. And I'm also curious what, after, after all the data that you've looked at, you know, there's, there's a lot of people today talking about telomeres as a, an indicator of aging. Like what, what one, two, maximum three data points do you consider the best indication of biological aging? I would say uh, cardio age and neuro age are the most important. Uh, certainly cardio age is, is one uh, biobarker you don't want to screw around with. Sadly, I have a couple couple friends who are no longer with us and uh, had they had they done you know, swimming cores and CIMTs and uh, all that good stuff, they'd still be here. So cardiac number one, I mean, you just can't, you just can't afford to uh, mess that one up. Uh, neurological, well, you know, I'm in the software business, uh, my brain's my best asset, so uh, yeah, I'm glad that uh, my reaction time and all my neurobiomarkers have improved uh, quite a bit. Immune is really important. Um, you know, even if you do everything right, you know, like Jack Lane, guy did everything right. You know, yeah. he, he worked out hard, he ate well, he juiced. Uh, at the end of the day, he died of pneumonia at age 95. At the end of the day, his yeah. immune system... Uh, which is really, which is really common with with healthy people. They'll work their whole life to maintain a, a, a good lifestyle and nutrition, and then they go because of. I mean, is it immune senescence? Is that the proper? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, we're gonna. I'm gonna go through the, some biomarkers uh, of immune, and uh, yeah, you run out of naive T cells, new pathogen comes along. Well, that's uh, it's too bad for you. Uh, you're on a low on natural killer cells. Your ratio of uh, CD4, CD8 falls. Uh, it's uh, game over. That's why they say pneumonia is the, is the old man's friend. 
I never got that saying actually, but anyway, uh, <laughs> I was like, what does that, what does that mean? <laughs> well, I wouldn't call it Fred. <laughs> yeah. So is this, are, and are we seeing GDF 11 improve some of those immune biomarkers as well? Oh yeah. Yeah. Let me take, let me take, yeah, let's check them out. Yeah. Let's do a uh, first we'll do. We have two sets of biomarkers. Can you see the uh, spreadsheet? Yeah. Okay. We have two sets of biomarkers that you have to do. It's a, it's a lot of work in the beginning. Um, we take uh, every day, uh, you have to take your blood pressure, uh, your pulse, uh, uh, heart rate variability, uh, which is the... Uh, I'll let, I'll let you guys Google that. I don't quite have time to explain that, but very, very good cardiac biomarker, especially root mean squared, successive differences in the heart rate, reaction time, glucose. I try to get everyone to do this. A lot of people don't like pricking their fingers, but they're uh, injecting themselves every day. Yeah, what the hell? You're already, you're already making one hole in you. Yeah, you hypocrite. <laughs> you're just being lazy. <laughs> yeah, some reason that gross a lot of people out. It's, it's a very good biomarker. Uh, weight, temperature, uh, pulmo age. Yeah, that's this guy. <sighs> yeah. Get this on Amazon, 45 bucks. And it's just as good as the uh, $3,000 spirometers I've seen. So, so you, you put those in every day. We start out with three weeks because uh, the tests can be learned a little bit. We start out with three weeks, no GDF 11. So if you scroll up on this guy, you can see he, uh, he did start GDF 11 to 2 8. He started here. And he almost had a month. Okay, now this is a key thing. Uh, once you start on a GDF 11, you need to watch your trending. And okay. The, the software. Uh, that me and some people wrote down here to do that. These are just uh, graphs. And uh, you basically, uh, this is blood pressure, and you don't need a, a, a PhD in uh, cardiology to realize you want blood pressure to go down. You can see the uh, stop didn't change, but uh, the diastolic uh, went down. Reaction time. This is amazing. Every single person goes down in reaction time. So you can that's, see, uh, that's pretty substantial. So we're uh, looking at the, the reaction time test is basically like you're looking at a red screen and then it, when it turns green, you got to click the mouse as fast as possible. Right. Yeah. Here, it's, it's, uh, it's this one. Um, the human, human benchmark, benchmark, right? This is a, this is what that is. Just a simple web-based thing. Not great, but hey, <laughs> you're on the spot. I'm on the spot. Yeah, I don't like watch me people. I don't like watch me. Get out of the room. Get out of the room. Okay. So, uh, anyway, you can see everybody does well here. This is the mechanism of action here. GF11 does not cross the blood-brain barrier. The mechanism of action here is, is believed to be greatly increased blood flow to the brain, and. Okay. Uh, your processing speed goes up also. That's uh, here's another very impressive one. Almost everyone goes down in pulse, and uh, you know that low pulse is an indicate, indicate, indicator of fitness. So, uh, yeah, he's doing very well here. Now, if, if you take too much GF11, by the way, this is one of the, one of the biomarkers that goes the wrong direction. It, your pulse will go up. You sure as hell don't want that. You uh, how hard it is to communicate that to some people, but anyway, here now, heart rate variability. 
heart rate variability is correlated with age and, and fitness. You want it to go up. Yeah, the more more variability with with yeah. HRV is a good thing. With, yes, and at all, uh, almost everybody improves on um, the GDF eleven. Uh, you see these guys doing pretty nicely. This is something you can feel. This is part of the stamina equation. Now, if you're not in great shape, you take GF11, at least your heart won't race as hard when you go to the top top of the stairs, right? So, yeah, what, so what is, so the top number is your, your heart rate variability. What's the bottom number in red there? On, um, this is the HRV, it's from a piece of software called uh, heart rate variability. This is more of an industry standard. It's called the root mean squared of the successive differences, RMSSD. And this, this is something if you go to cardiologist conference, these are numbers you want to share but this going up i guarantee you uh, if you don't do gdf 11 it's just gonna it's just gonna go the wrong, the wrong direction and if you look on the elite hrv site you can see they have all the the data for uh you know 20 somethings it's it's a hard site to read because the guy most people that do uh, hrv are, are like you know uh running teams football players I and mean, these guys all you know like yeah, I can get my arm and stay up to 35 sometimes. I'm pretty happy with that. But these guys in their 20s that are, you know, on a hockey team, you know, up, up there at 50 or whatever. So keep that in mind when you look at it. It's not, it's not exactly uh, uh, old guys running, running around New York. Yeah, yeah. Most of, <laughs> most of the people using heart rate variability are, are you know, pro athletes and, yeah, yeah. and people that want to figure out how hard they can train that day. It's not, right. it's not oh, yeah, typically yeah, guys big. like Steve and I that are just trying to uh, maximize our awesomeness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, the HRV thing says, uh, yeah, when, when it's too low, it says it's time, it's time for a rest day. I go, okay. <laughs> I settle down for that. If I must, if I must. <laughs> All I needed was a nudge. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, this this sophisticated piece of software is telling me I can take a break. I'm not gonna not gonna argue. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is uh, this is what we were just looking at: uh, forced air uh, uh, velocity. Uh, now, is that supposed to go down? Uh, no, nah, no, you can't win them all. <laughs> everything, everything else was so impressive. I'm gonna show you, I, I'm gonna show you guys that, that did knock it out of the park on, on everything, but most people. This is one thing that they're they're weak at, and this guy you can see he, uh, he he's trending down. I'm, I'm not sure why, uh, but we'll give it more time, and uh, maybe maybe it'll come up. I, I can. So I I did notice there there's a few different uh, data points that that thing kicks out, and um, one of them's like the the main number that you get, you know, like six, seven, eight hundred. The, the one that I had messaged you yeah. yesterday. So that's not what you're recording. You're recording a different figure, yeah. which is FEV one. That's like, if you go to the, uh, the doctor's office and they do spirometry, that's a, that's like another industry standard biomarker. So that's what I use. I'm not really up on the PEF as a percent, uh, expiry. Uh, I forget what it stands for, but yeah, I mean, these spreadsheets are, uh, you know, I encourage people, if you want to track it, just add a column and I'll make you a graph, uh, more stuff in here, the better. So, and, uh, and, and how, how is this working? So we have something that is GDF 11 is it's, it's a signaling protein. It's, it's a, it's a technically a, a signaling cytokine. And it, it, uh, it, we don't really know the, the super details, but we do know that the main mechanism of action is stem cell DNA repair. 
and and it's also inhibiting neurogenesis, which that's, sounds that's, like a bad thing, right? <laughs> that's definitely not true. And uh, uh, well, certainly, Amy Wager's papers, all the Harvard stuff, all this is saying it improves neurogenesis. Uh, and we certainly, if it, neurogenesis, you know, you wouldn't be getting a greater sense of smell. You wouldn't have a drop in reaction time. You wouldn't have a uh, drop in processing speed if it, it impeded neurogenesis. So that's why we do that's why we do the training biomarks. It, it, you know, if you take too much of this stuff, then all bets are off the table. Right. I see people. There are people who abuse it, and the, the graphs are all going the wrong direction. I pointed out. I say, you want something that lowers your HRV and raises your blood pressure. What are you doing? I feel great. This is what this is the dose I like. I said, well, <laughs> I don't see it, but the biomarkers don't line up with how you feel, and you really got to cut the dose. But that's a whole other discussion. But anyway, uh, I would bet big money that. Uh, Neurogenesis is improved on DF11, or we would never see this. We would, we would see, uh, you know, a cognitive impairment, and we, you know. So it's not. it's it's likely that the body responds in a similar fashion to how we respond to just about any hermetic stressor, whether it's exercise, fasting, you know anything you get the right dose if it's small enough and it doesn't exceed your body's ability to recover your body bounces back you see you see increasing heart rate variability you see you know better better health across the board but if you take too much or if you you know if you exercise way too much and you you, you chronically overtrain and you run your body ground if, down <laughs> if you fast too much you know even if you're in the sun way too much it yeah. causes health issues Right. So it's probably anyone saying that, that GDF-11 is an inhibitor of neurogenesis, they're probably talking about huge doses that are not what we're talking about here. Right. And of course, I have a huge advantage over GDF-11, any other GDF-11 research. I'm working with humans. And, you, know, you can do a lot more biomarkers on humans, and the humans can talk. Uh, <laughs> between that feedback and the kind of, kind of feedback you get from mice, yeah, it's a lot easier for me to make headway here. The mice aren't telling you they suspect gout because their their mouse feet are a little achy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, and I wonder how you. I, I'm sure they have equipment to do some of these biomarkers in mice. I guess they do all the bloods, but I, I don't know how you do uh, like spirometry in a mouse. I don't know. Probably, probably can do it. I don't know. Anyway, this is a PNN 50. This is another HRV thing. This is the number of heartbeats that have successive differences of 50 milliseconds or more. Take, take it from me. If you're in your 70s, even 60s, you're going to be at zero. This is totally correlated with age. And you can see this guy's got nice, nice trending here. So he's, he's coming way up. And then uh, weight. Most people do gain weight on GF11, myself included. That's uh, from elite muscle mass. It also does, I'll admit, it does increase your appetite. And I love to eat. I'm half Italian. Uh, <laughs> Me too. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So, I, and I live in New York City. <laughs> about 100 good restaurants 20 feet from here. So uh, I hit them all. <laughs> and I also like to eat, eat and have a drink at uh, 2 in the morning. I do it. Yeah, you're going to have to like uh, advise me on that. A little, some lifestyle changes. But anyway, uh, and here's just anecdotal stuff. You just wrote down stand, improvements, though, stamina, skin healing better, skin looking better, better, deeper sleep, dream. A lot of people report crazy uh, uh, dreams on uh, GDF 11. 
So uh, that that's so uh, neurogenesis right there. So now let's. Uh, I mean, skin looking skin looking better and healing better. Are you are you suspecting that that is due to the improved cardiovascular and circulatory health? Uh, that's probably part of it. Probably uh, uh, the mesenchymal stem cells make your uh, fibroblasts, and uh, you probably up your mesenchymal uh, stem cell active population. Maybe you know ten percent. Probably between five and ten percent, and that and that's a lot. And the big question now is can can we keep it there? Uh, I mean, I'm probably the only the only couple of people that can, can say this right now. But, you know, I've been on it four years. My biomarkers are way better than they were four years ago. Ten years, my biomarkers look the same that they did when I was fifty. Then then you can say that we done a damn good job of slowing aging but uh but that's that's something we just had the jury's gonna be out for for a long time but anyway here's on my site i i uh i have all the uh uh i have lots of uh, real biomarkers up here and steve's steve's site guys is uh gdf11rejuvenation.com and we're at we'll we'll have some sort of cool you know hookup or discount for you guys that are interested in, in talking with Steven, uh, potentially being a part of, uh, of this groundbreaking cohort. Yes. Yes. GF11 rejuvenation.com. It's no, no hand waving, man. I'm a, I'm a numbers guy. I'm a biomarkers guy. And we're going to go through now. We're going to go through some really cool biomarkers. Daily, daily ones are good and it helps you adjust the dose. Uh, by the way, I forgot, I did forget to mention it. Uh, well, what happens? This is this is part of my job. Is you know, I watch the trending, and then uh, uh, if I see the first thing I'll notice is the HRV starts to go the wrong direction. I go up, down regulated. Time for a holiday, a week or two. Then you start on the uh, maintenance dose. And the maintenance dose you got to watch too. Some people need less. Some people need more. But it's usually a hundred micrograms a week. So that's why this stuff is super important. You just can't cut corners on it. If you do then you could run into trouble or they're not getting great results. So, yeah. I mean, I was, I was considering, uh, it, it, you know, kind of going the, uh, the traditional, not traditional, the, the, the independent route and figuring everything out. And then I was like, what am I doing? This is, there's, there's too many things to watch to not connect with yeah. Steve and do this the right way. Yeah. Well, you're, you're going to be, uh, you're going to be a good patient because you're uh, you're a healthy guy. Before we dive into the, the biomarkers, just one question that's kind of, I'm, I'm sure, on the minds of some people. Anything like, you know, growth hormone or even testosterone, and, and I'm, I'm guessing that GDF-11, because of its um, anabolic and, and, and growth upregulation, is in this category, it, it can increase our risk of cancer. And is that something that you're concerned about? Are you doing anything to mitigate that? What other biomarkers are we watching to make sure that like, it's not, you know, reduce all these aging biomarkers, but boom, 10 years in. Yeah. Answer. Um, well, uh, once again, I'll put my opinion on the table. I, I think that if you look at, uh, you could download from the uh, NIH, uh, cancer statistics, uh, it goes, uh, up linearly with age. And uh, you can also uh, look at uh, immune uh, senescent graphs, and they almost uh, totally correlate. I mean, in my opinion, uh, 
you probably develop uh, you know, 10 cancers a day and the immune system snuffs them out. And I think as you, uh, as you get older and you have immunosenescence, uh, you know, more cancers uh, make themselves apparent. So uh, I think uh, this also is a paper, if anyone's interested, email me. Uh, there is a, a, a paper where they, they gave, they gave a GF11 to uh, uh, BRCA, BRCA1 mice that had breast cancer, and it did, inher- it, it did inhibit uh, tumor growth. So, of course, we have no data in humans. No one in the cohort has gotten cancer that I know of. But uh, I would say if you maintain a uh, strong immune system like this guy has done, uh, your odds of getting cancer uh, are probably lower. But I'm not, I'm not an oncologist. And, uh, what, what do you think? Huh. I <laughs> got no comment on that one. Yeah, I have no comment yet. I'm 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 still putting together all of my uh, all, all of my assessments, but I'm I'm very excited about what what we're seeing here. So this is a report from yeah, uh, this, is, this is this is done here in New York uh, by uh, uh, Joseph Raphael. He's on sixty Central Park South. This is the gold standard of aging biomarkers. It's a very sophisticated piece of software. There's a ton of data in here. You're scored against your peers. Uh, I, 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 if you, even if you don't do GDF11, if you do rapamycin or young blood or whatever your thing is, I would, I would do all these biomarkers that I mentioned. And these do cost you some money. Uh, you have to call, uh, you have to go in for an appointment and, uh, you know, you're probably looking at a thousand dollars a pop, but, Hey, this is your health. I can't think of a, a better place to uh, spend your money. So, anyway, the thing's 33 pages long. We won't go through everything, but uh, it really shows all your systems. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's the ultimate high-tech physical exam. Uh, so, it starts off with a simple report card, which I don't pay that much. That's, that's nice, but it's giving some more meat. Uh, uh, we use uh, he, uh, Joe uses a, a Sigma Core machine to f- uh, figure out your uh, cardio age, and I I'm, I'm so serious about it. Uh, I guess I can't hold it up as you look at it, but I have one right next to me. Yeah, I was going to ask. So this is the same machine that you bought. This I bought one of these. Yeah, it costs twenty one thousand. It comes from Accor Medical, but I do it every morning. And uh, this it's it's a great machine. It shows your augmentation pressure, which is much more sophisticated. Than, Blood pressure shows the reflective wave and uh, how much hardening the arteries we have. I'll, I mean, we're going to show you in a second. But anyway, this guy is cardio age. Uh, he went. He went from thirty one. He was in pretty good shape to be able, but he went from thirty one to twenty three. You see, nice uh, trending there. Uh, pulmonary age, not as strong suit. Improved just one year, but as I said, no, very few people knock it out of the park and everything. Neuro age. This guy went from 36 to 29, and this, this is, you can see right here, it says, you know, it's based on processing speed, reaction time. These go down with age. Believe it or not, memory uh, is not so age. You'd be surprised. There are 80-year-olds that have a photographic memory. Memory is not, it is correlated with age, but nothing is more. Reaction time, processing speed are you know, correlated like 29% with how old you are. And... There is no way to improve reaction time. And if anybody wants to prove that, prove me wrong, I'd like to, to see your proof. But uh, reaction time uh, uh, goes down, uh, goes up as you age, and uh, 
you know, if there was a way to improve it, I'm sure the DMV would be interested for anybody uh, who's driving over 80. But, uh, so, so you don't see those reaction times on the human benchmark test go down? Oh, yeah. No, you do. That's, uh, that's, that's the human benchmark. There it is right there. That's yeah. That. Yeah, so those go down. You want it to go down. Remember, you want to be fast. Up is, up is not good. Some, some of them you want to go up. Some of them you want to go down. This one you want to go down. Uh, so, so GDF-11 is one of the few things that can improve. I believe it's the only, only compound or cytokine known to man that can improve reaction time. Uh, anybody out there to prove me wrong, I'd love, love to hear from you. So uh, Q2H, a lot of people dislike GDF-11 just for this. This is Q2H. This is a machine that pulls at your skin and let it, lets it go. You do that yourself, but this thing is actually <laughs> a pretty expensive scientific instrument. He's 17 years younger, and he declined 43 to 36. That's pretty good. And here's one that I love. We were just talking about immune. Uh, he went from uh, 48 to 45. So, as I said, usually it just goes, you lose a percent a year. And anything that can improve this is key. Uh, telling your age, uh, did improve slightly in telomeres. I'm not a telomere guy. Uh, yeah, what I'm, I'm, I'm a stem cell guy, so I'm not going to focus on this. But I think I think over time, because you're you're producing more pristine, uh, uh, you know, lymphocytes or granulocytes, which is what they measure. The the, the, loose, it's, the amount of poetic stem cells that are repaired. It's, uh, so you have more, you know, bigger population of hematopoietic stem cells. This should result in more long telomere uh, granulocytes and um, uh, lymphocytes. And uh, unfortunately, this test costs 300 bucks and nobody wants to do it. But uh, I've got three people, including myself, whose telomeres have gone up. But if you type on money, I'd rather see you do the immune profile, which is also 300 than this. But uh, we'll see. Try to collect more data on this. Uh, yeah, I just, I just did the, the telo years. Uh, test and mine mine came back terrible. I was like, I'm in like the bottom four percent of uh, it's like four percent of, of guys my age have telomeres shorter than me. It's all, all those brutal workouts. <laughs> something, <laughs> something I'm <laughs> crushing my telomeres over here. It's those push ups when you push up and clap your hands in the air. Yeah, <laughs> I better, I better <laughs> stop if that's if that's what's doing it. So actually, when I went through my sphygmal core training, I was shocked to hear this, but they said that uh, the uh, sphygmal cores on, on marathoners are not that good. So yeah. The, the constant pounding of the aorta and the, uh, whatever there, he said, you'd be shocked they're not that good. So I was like, well, I'm, I don't know. I, I've run a couple marathons, but uh, it's not like uh, long distance running is not my thing. But uh, It was probably the, the nudge you needed to take yeah, a marathon. Oh, all right. No more marathons. Day, day. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I thought that was, that was quite interesting. Anyway, this is, if you, you don't have time, this is, this is a cheat sheet. Uh, just on, it's usually on page 10 and you can see the, the light green are the baselines and uh, you can see all the nice improvement. So he, he uh, hit, this guy improved in uh, every category, not much in lung, not much in telomeres, but some very phenomenal improvements. Uh, yeah, cardio and uh, uh, neuro, and of course, the big question that I would love to—I would love to get time machine ten years from now. 
is his biomarkers of age going to look like this 10 years from now? Uh, God, I hope so. So, but time will tell. So, uh, anyway, now we get to the real heavy meat. Uh, uh, this one here. Do you see the cursor? Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is uh, yeah. This is what the, comes out. What the spermicore machine spits out. This one's very important. Uh, augmentation. Uh, yeah. What is augmentation yeah, pressure? Augmentation. Basically, uh, this is solely the heart pumps. And then there's a uh, reflected wave that comes back. And the bigger the, the reflected wave, the not that's not good. That means your arteries are hard, your capillary beds are, are thinning out. It's just like if you, if you push water into a concrete pipe, it, it's going to come right back at you. <laughs> Somebody just blocked it on it. Okay. Yeah, but if you push it into a, like a supple rubber hose, you know, maybe like half of it will come back. But uh, augmentation basically... Uh, the, the, the health of your of your arteries. Yeah, this really shows hardening the arteries and the health of the uh, how supple they are. It's all explained here, and uh, the uh, augmentation index. That's how much of the reflected wave is adding to your systole. Because the wave comes in, and the other wave it's hitting it. Boom! They they add up together, and these only got augmentation of one is near perfect. Zero is like perfect, but you, you rarely see that. Uh, it's only three percent. The reflected wave is adding to his solid pressure. This is very, very good. That's why he's got a he had a cardio age of uh, uh, twenty three. So phenomenal. This guy's fifty three. Uh, yeah, he's he's at the low end of the normal range for a lot of these. Uh, yeah, and he's not a he's not a, a mega athlete. Uh, maybe he didn't tell me, but uh, <laughs> the guy's always working. So I don't think he's a he's a running a 30, 40, 50 miles a week. Anyway, this is the uh, uh, this is a CIMT test, which is uh, done, uh, done on your carotid arteries. It highly correlates with your uh, coronary arteries. It's a lot easier to measure. Great test. If you guys, everybody did this and the spinal cord, you, you pretty much uh, predict uh, heart disease. So, uh, yeah, this guy, you can see you want thinner is better. He went down 3%. That's not that big a deal uh, on his right. Uh, but he went down uh, 20% on, on his left and no plaque. So uh, this guy's uh, cardiac is, uh, is, is excellent. Um, body comp. Uh, this, I don't think this really weighs into his overall uh, age that much, but it's obviously uh, sort of interesting here. You can see, you guys can all look at this on my site. It's actually his body fat didn't, didn't go up a little bit. So maybe he's got the, uh, Steve Perry, GDF 11 hunger, but, uh, but he's got, I mean, he's, yeah, I, uh, I would love to have body fat at 14%. So, uh, yeah, four, 14% is still pretty, um, pretty good. <laughs> I think anything, anything, any, uh, below 25 is good, <laughs> but you can, you can lecture me on that later. All right? uh, <laughs> no, no lectures, no lectures. <laughs> Hand grip, um, well, he didn't have any baselines, so uh, lung function, not as strong point. He did improve a little bit, so uh, skin elasticity, uh, you can see, is up 8%. Uh, this is all, this is a CNS vital science test, takes about 20 minutes. You have to memorize words, you have to hit the, uh, you have to match shape, match color, don't match shape, don't match color, it tests your reaction time. Processing speed is all like hieroglyphics, decoding them into numbers. 
that's hard as hell. That's, I think it's the most annoying 20 minutes of, of uh, do this like once every six months. Oh my gosh. That, that was, that was terrible. Give me a headache. <laughs> but that, so that test, that test, the first, the first time I did it, um, I didn't know that you had to enter that password at the end. Oh, so I didn't have the password in front of me. And then I'm like, I'm looking for it. Can't find it. And then it's like something happened and like, something happened with my computer and I lost it. So then I had to do it again. I'm like, I'm not doing it again right now. I'm going to lose my mind if I got to do that test again. <laughs> I came back the next day and I did it again, the whole thing. And I'm like getting, I'm at the like second to last test where it's like five minutes of just flashing a letter on the screen and you got to hit the space bar anytime there's a B. Yeah. And I'm so like trying to get through it the second time. Cause I'm like, I want to be done with this thing. I don't read the instructions and I like the, so the test starts before I'd read the instructions on it. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. So I just have to ride it out. It doesn't let you go back and say like, Oh, I made a mistake. Just do this one over. You got to start the whole thing over. So the second test is void. I had to do that thing three times before I finally got my score. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was so frustrated. It is, it is pretty annoying. One, one thing I can say about lousy baselines is you can only go up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe next yeah. time you remember I'll take the test, which actually should be a biomarker in itself. If you did this test before you don't know how to take it, you, you automatically get 40% off. But anyway, the, uh, but anyway he does, you can see he uh, improved the memory 5%, 3%, not huge. Uh, and how long had he been on GDF 11? Uh, about three, three months. Three. Okay. So these numbers are three months. All right. Yeah. So here, this is, a, now this is key. Processing speed is totally correlated with aging up 8%. Very, very nice. Reaction time, totally correlated with aging down 5%. Very nice. So he went in the right direction on all these. And, uh, you know, it's not dramatic, but you know, if he can stay here, that's you proved. And if he can stay here, then that's huge. So, uh, advanced immune health. Um, let's see here. You want, uh, naive, he's naive. The suppressor cells came up to, uh, went up 18%. That's, that's huge. I, I don't know the secret sauce on all these, uh, by the way. I mean, it's something proprietary to Raphael, but, uh, I do believe this is very heavily weighted, naive. Uh, you want the, those to go up, not down. Um, senescent uh, uh, cells, uh, suppress, senescent suppressor cells, you, you want those to go up. He went very nicely up on that. Uh, natural killer cells, he went up 34%. Now, out of curiosity, why would you want senescent suppressor cells to go up? Doesn't that mean that they're, that they're in fact, senescent and not, not working that, right, that great? Um, I thought their job was to uh, destroy senescent cells. Well, um, oh, okay. Senescent suppressor cells. So these cells suppress senescent cells? They kill them. But I'll get okay. back to that one. All right. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I don't know either. I was just, I was curious. Yeah. So anyway, the ratio is supposed to, uh, supposed to you know, there's a, there's a complex of formula on that too. This ratio did go down on T-cell ratio. But his, his killer cells are up. Anyway, he, overall, with the uh, algorithm inside this thing, which I'm not privy to, his immuno age went down three years. So that's that's pretty cool. Very cool. Tell him you're. And that's only in three months. Like I can only imagine yeah. years. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's uh and my, my biomarkers continue to improve, not not dramatically, but uh, uh, the only one I need to work on is body comp. But that's a tough one. <laughs> so uh, It's tough when you're half Italian and like food. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm already thinking about lunch. <laughs> I know. I've been, I've been kind of, I've been wondering what I'm going to eat. I've got like this bachelor fridge right now. with. Oh, uh, yeah, I got the bachelor fridge. Salami, cheese. <laughs> I only have stuff in there that could last six months. <laughs> oh, this is, this is really cool. Um, Steve, last, last question. Is it, is it redundant? Like, do you, is there benefit for someone that is not opposed to plasma phoresis or, or, you know, uh, plasma exchange, whatever you want to call it, parabiosis, um, yeah. is there benefit to someone doing that and GDF 11? I would, oh, uh, well, I would do one. I would do the young blood first. I would not do it at the same time. The problem with the, that I always lecture the cohort on is uh, I just say try to, you're doing your GDF 11, uh, try to stay pure. <laughs> and we really stop sharing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, if you, you know, if you, I've had people that start on GDF 11 and they, they start on rapamycin. And I'm like, well, you know, how do we know the results are coming from GF11 or rapamycin? I've heard rapamycin to raise blood pressure. I need, I need you to be on one thing so I can say, okay, your blood pressure is going up. You got to cut the dose. So I, I can't emphasize that enough. Now, someone like me who's been on growth for 25 years, you know, you can stay on it because you know, nothing's changed. But uh, if you were to do the plasma thoresis, I would do that first and I would do all these biomarkers. Yeah. You know? Spend some money, spend a weekend in New York, come up, get your get your baselines done. Well, you only have one shot to do baselines too. This stuff is GF eleven is very powerful. One shot, yeah, I've seen people change uh, reaction time uh, a little bit. So uh, you only have one shot to do the baselines. Do that. Do your plasma theories. Just come back and see uh, see how you improve. And if you're happy with it, then uh, keep doing it. If, if there's nothing going on, then uh, then uh, that give a GF11 a try, but I, I hope my message to the anti-aging world is: uh, I'm not only trying to say GF11 is great. I'm saying we need to get better at measuring the efficacy of these uh, uh, various regimens. And I, I, I just think this: you're going to do any of these things, you should spend the time and the money, that, you know, full set of biomarkers, and see it, see how you're doing. I mean, you would you would shrink your stock portfolio. You wouldn't say, "Ah, oh, yeah, you're up today. Yeah, you're making money. That's it." And that hangs up. You wouldn't you wouldn't accept that. <laughs> yeah, I, that's that's one of the big things that really impresses me about what you're doing. And I I believe it's the coming age of of medicine, which is you know participant funded studies. People that are working together, they're looking at things that are, you know, where there's asymmetric risk, low downside, huge potential upside. And they're saying, hey, let's try this in in a manner that's safe and let's track all of these things. And we don't need to sit there complaining that, you know, the FDA hasn't funded a study on this or that it it could be 20 years before they do. Let's figure it out. Let's take this, let's take this into our own hands and, and, and do some things that could push humanity forward and save millions of lives. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now, you yeah, you want to wait, you want to wait for it to be FDA approved and you want this to be risk-free. Uh, 
you'd be reading from your uh, your casket. Oh, that was Tim Rose. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, Steve, this is, this has been awesome, man. I, I appreciate hanging out with you. And, uh, for people that want more information, GDF 11 rejuvenation.com is, is Steve's website. Steve, are we going to do something where if they, if, if people sign up, they hear about it from the show, they can get, you know, a, a discount on the process or something like that. Yeah, sure. If you, you mentioned, uh, this podcast, uh, uh, put it in the email and uh, you heard about heard it from the podcast and we'll give you uh, 250, $250 off. Nice. So if you guys are interested and you want to be a part of uh, of Steve's cohort, hit him up at uh, gdf11.com. Let him know you heard about it on the podcast or, or from a video or however you heard about it <laughs> through us and he'll take care of you and hook you up. Steve, it's been a pleasure, man. This is awesome. Anything else, uh, any, anything else you'd like people to check out besides gdf11rejuvenation.com? Oh, uh, boy. Uh, you know, I, I think, uh, one of my favorite things is to Google GDF 11 and just read, read the first three pages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's always and there, new paper and uh, there's always cool stuff. So after you look at my site, go, go in there, read, read some papers. And, uh, yeah. And, and you'd already addressed the paper that was published in, uh, August of 2016 GDF 11 administration does not extend lifespan in a mouse model of premature aging. All right. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. I mean, some of these papers, they probably spent a half a million on that study. And yeah, those, those mice had a progeria and, uh, uh, yeah. Okay. It looks like a progeria mouse or, or a child ages very fast, and they do, but they they have a very specific problem: is they can't make any lamina, which is a, a key protein. And uh, I have to get to the cell biology to explain why. But eventually, uh, yeah, I think the progeria kids live to about twenty years old. Anyway, that you know they look like they're aging. They're not aging like you or me. They they've got a serious problem. And GDF11 is not capable of, uh, of fixing a lamina A deficiency. So it's sort of a ridiculous paper. But uh, whatever, you know, there's, you got you to gotta read these things carefully, give it some critical thought. And, uh, and you know, at this point, I stand on the biomarkers. I mean, I got enough evidence now to negate, negate the naysayers. There's more and more positive, much more positive papers coming out. Uh, there's one on my site. Uh, out of China about a, a GF uh, 11 reversing ischemic stroke. So uh, check that one out. And uh, yeah, definitely a lot of good reading for those of you who uh, have time. Beautiful. GDF 11 rejuvenation.com. Steve Perry. It's been a pleasure, man. I'm, I'm a big fan of everything you're doing and your overall approach to uh, grabbing the bull by the horns and, and, you know, driving, biohacking and uh, anti-aging forward with, with your work. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you, Anthony. This episode is brought to you by naturalactiontechnologies.com. If you're looking for water with the same energetic, life-enhancing properties that you would find in a mountain stream, the same properties that easily cross cellular membranes and help our bodies to maintain proper hydration, then I highly suggest you check out naturalactiontechnologies.com. Their portable is my go-to unit for creating structured water on the go. It neutralizes toxins in the water by changing the molecular structure, leveraging an advanced understanding of the vortex phenomenon. This pure water gives me 
significantly increased energy, greater hydration, it detoxifies pollutants, and it improves illness immunity. I also use the structured shower head. Since using the shower head, I've noticed major improvements in both my skin and my hair. The shower head also eliminates itchy skin from chlorinated water and gets rid of hard water buildup that can accumulate. You can learn more about the portable and the shower head and other natural water products at naturalactiontechnologies.com. That's naturalactiontechnologies.com. 